Today's podcast is brought to you in part by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial from audibletrial.com forward slash profane arguments, or click the Audible link on our website, profaneargument.com. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPad, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome, everyone, to the Profane Argument Podcast for Tuesday, June 13th, 2017. My name is Ray, and along with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. This week, we will be talking about uh, Canadian blasphemy law that I didn't even know existed, limitations that are being put on the press on Capitol Hill, and uh, Trump worship. Ooh, good one. But, uh, But first, hey, I have a question again. So I got this question kind of, I, w- I was thinking about it while listening to another podcast. If you listen to Sam Harris' podcast, if you picked up his uh, conversation with Sarah Hayden, she is a leader of the ex-Muslims of North America. I think she's the director, actually. It's a pretty decent interview. Uh, she had a lot of interesting things to say. But the one piece of the conversation that I found very interesting was a hypothetical that Sam came up with. So put yourself in this situation. Say you're hiring for an assistant or something of that sort. It's a position that they don't have to come into work. They can do it remotely. And you don't have to you know, physically interact with the person. But they just have a job to do, a general job to do. If you were in that position and you found out like the person you were talking to during an interview disclosed to you freely that they were Muslim... Would you feel reserved in hiring them? Yes. No. Are they otherwise qualified? Yes. Would they have a problem working for a woman? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No. I mean, this could be a Muslim woman. No. If they're the most qualified for the position, by policy and law, I believe, you have to hire the most qualified person, not the person that looks most like you. So why why did you say yes, Ian? Too many prayer breaks. They might as well be a smoker. Their productivity is gone. I don't want them working for me. <laughs> I thought I worked with Muslims before. They didn't take prayer breaks while they were working. Oh, in that case, I would totally hire them. <laughs> yeah, they can skip if they're if they're doing something important. It's only the I the, didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, that was entirely unexpected. But okay, Jared, do you have any? I'd like to say yes, but I'd probably say no. <laughs> okay, just because I don't know there could be issues as far as ideology and shit like that. It's a horrible thing to say, but well. What about um, hiring a Christian fundamentalist? No, hell no. I would definitely not do that. (laughs) (laughs) Even if they promise not to proselytize? Doesn't matter. I'm the boss. I know what I'm going to be saying at some point in the conversation. (laughs) So why even run that risk? (laughs) So Sam equated it to – so let's say you're in the exact same position. So Islam is an an idea, right? It's a religion. So it has certain protections under law. but, But it's an idea. It's not like I'm asking you if you would hire a, a black person or or a, an Arabic person. It's something that this person believes, right? Mm-hmm. So you're talking about whether or not you would hire someone based on their belief. Well, what if you were hiring someone and during the interview they disclosed they were a neo-Nazi? That's a belief. That is a thought. It is something that is just in their mind, you know, in the way they perceive things. And it probably wouldn't impact them being an assistant. But would you hire them? 
Well, it might impact them being an assistant, though, because presumably they have taken a stance. I mean, they have chosen to take and take a stance of prejudice. So I, I would anticipate that there might be problems with a neo-Nazi. Hmm. What if you're running a pork factory and this Muslim person <laughs> wants to work for you? That would be weird. I, I, I find this line of, of thinking interesting because I, I think that most people would say absolutely they would not hire someone who is a Nazi. Mm. But a lot of people on the left would say they would absolutely hire someone who is a Muslim without, without any question whatsoever. Well, not me, Ray. I said I'd know to both. You did. You did. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I, 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 equating the two is a little unfair. While, while that is true, let's say that this person disclosed to you that they were perfectly okay with uh, killing apostates. They were perfectly okay with not themselves, but they were fine with somebody else. Oh, you mean like someone. most Muslims? <laughs> yeah, that would be a problem. Well, but the, by the same token, though, you can't have a casual neo-Nazi. You can have a casual sure. Muslim. No, yeah, you can. <clears throat> you could have a neo-Nazi who's like, look, I, I think white people are the best. I hate black people. I hate Jews. I think they should all be dead, but I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm a lazy neo-Nazi. <laughs> right, maybe. You know, and you don't know how lazy. Maybe he's super lazy. Maybe he's just in it for the low maintenance haircut and the suspenders. <laughs> and black tattoos. <laughs> In any case, I found it uh, an interesting uh, an interesting thing to think about. And you you cut to the chase. I was gonna as a third thing. I was going to say fundamental Christians. Uh, sure, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you just went straight to that. <laughs> well, I think for, for people tend to congregate with and and so then therefore hire people that are like them. That that is just a natural tendency. So it, having somebody on on the fringe of my circle would be something that I would be conscious of and conscious of, you know, not doing, I think. Mm. I hope. But I hired a girl one time because she put practicing Jedi down as a religion. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Then I found that it was a joke and then I fired her. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So really the reason this came up was since she is the director of the ex-Muslims of North America, hiring someone who is an active Muslim is a very tricky prop- proposition, and it's not something that you're legally allowed to ask in an interview. Sure. So I, I, I just found that situation to be kind of dicey. Hmm. Well, luckily, if you're smart enough, you won't write that down as the reason why you didn't hire. Sure. Yeah. As long as you have – that's the thing about hiring people. As long as you have another qualified candidate, it's not an issue if you pick the other person. I mean, pe- people think that, you know, by definition, you'll always – necessarily hire the most qualified person. No, you will always hire the person that you are most comfortable with who is qualified. Sure. Who, you know, fits well with the group and all that kind of stuff. There's the intangibles that you always have to deal with. Sure. Anyway, I thought it was an interesting uh, thing to think about. On to some state news. Uh, I wanted to bring this up because we had him on the show not too long ago. Justin Scott, the Iowa atheist. Hmm. I don't know if I'm if, if I'm able to just credit him, but over in Waverly, Iowa, it seems like his. Uh, it, it certainly seems that his constantly prodding the uh, the people over there is making a difference. The mayor, Mayor Einfeld, has allowed a uh, another speaker. Apparently, this is only the fifth time that he didn't give the invocation himself. Hmm. He allowed a Muslim student from Iran give a traditional Muslim invocation for the uh, start of their council meeting. And he made the statement that uh, their diversity and long-treasured value of inclusivity. There you go. (laughs) Fancy word. 
shall be reflected in this organizing process. So he wants to uh, allow more people the ability to give an invocation. Apparently, Iowa atheists uh, followed up and, and spoke a little bit, and the the Eastern Iowa atheists applaud the mayor and council for not only drafting this policy for invocations, providing some much-needed clarity to the process, but also recognizing the importance of having invocation process that is open to every voice or worldview. So... Congratulations on a little bit more progress. Yeah. So probably a little bit of press spurred on by Jason. I don't know. Maybe one or two people listen to us. So (laughs) Justin, but yes. (laughs) So over in Texas, Texas, there we go. Uh, Over in Texas, uh, we mentioned this a couple episodes back, the mayor in San Antonio who declared that uh, atheists were just broken people. Oh, right. She is no longer the mayor in San Antonio. Woohoo! She has been quick. voted out of office. 55, <laughs> 55% to 45%. Was it a snap election? <laughs> yeah, why, why did the vote happen now? I'm not actually sure. Okay. <laughs> well, unless it was a primary and she got primaried. I suppose they could have a later primary than most places. That makes sense. Oh, she, no, she lost a runoff election. Interesting. Yeah, she sorry, was black. I am not uh, not a hundred percent sure what what you know caused that why why they had an election. That's okay. But uh, in her quote unquote concession speech, she said that it it doesn't look like it's going to go the way we anticipated because she gave the concession speech a bit early. But she said um, she was grateful to God. She is at peace. Th- so thankful to God for each and every person in this room for your support, for your prayers, for being here. So very religious person. No longer in office. Yeah. What a shame. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know much about her uh, opponent, Ron Nirenberg. Nirenberg, yeah. We uh, can definitely hope that he has a little bit more inclusivity <laughs> uh, in his ideas. I'm kind of shocked that she's black. Is that racist? I don't know. Why are you shocked? <laughs> well, because when the story was told to us a couple of weeks ago, I had a very, very white woman in my mind <laughs> as you were describing it. So, Oh, no, that's fine. I mean, there was nothing to lead you to believe that, and you're a white person. Yeah, that's true. I think everybody's white when I think about it. Yeah, that's my default <laughs> mental race as well. Well, being your race. Eh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but now that I know that she's black, that hasn't changed anything. Nope. I'm, I'm still unimpressed by her. I'm not shocked by her comments. I, I'm more inclined to think of her as a fundamentalist Baptist, but that's about it. <laughs> I think that, yeah, I think that's where I was going with it, too. Now that's racist. <laughs> oh, shit, I take I it back. Karen said that, not me. <laughs> Statistically, that's all. <laughs> that's fine. No, it just really went went, went from there because then I started thinking. I was like, yeah, I do hate Steve Harvey. <laughs> Man, I'm starting to hate him too. <laughs> you know, not that I was a big fan of his, but you know. Anyway, this is off subject. Go on. (laughs) I was never a fan of his. But uh, in any case, while we're in Texas, the governor just signed into law an extreme anti-abortion bill. Yeah, I saw that. I just I don't want to read a whole lot of this because it's just really depressing. But uh, it basically makes it so anything after the first trimester is if you have an abortion, it is illegal. Uh, They do note that the the woman is in charge. The person performing the procedure is the one violating the law. And uh, it also does it prohibits the sale of uh, fetal tissue as well as, quote, partial birth abortions. Well, you can't have a part. That's nonsense. Okay. Right. right. Both of those were already illegal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
but uh, this basically shuts down different options, mainly what they call D&E abortions, which is dilation and evacuation, which is a large number of abortions during the second trimester. And it also requires cremation or burial. We talked about this last week about how for some... Well, if, wait, cremation or burial for a a, a six-week abortion? Uh, for anything in the second trimester. Uh, well, I thought well, but so I thought illegal. that just was illegal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you you are absolutely correct. Apparently so- <laughs> for any. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. But wait a second. So if you take the, um, the plan B and just have your period a couple of days later functionally... You have to get that cremated. No, yep. if you have if you have an abortion at a facility, ah, again, you cannot be charged if if you are pregnant. You cannot be charged with any of this. It's only yet. for physicians, right? Yet, next year they'll get you, Karen. Next yeah. year, <laughs> the abortion remains must be buried or cremated instead of discarded as medical waste. So, who has sued them so far? To my to what I've seen, nothing, no one, but. What? Wait for I don't it. know if it just wasn't included. Yeah, I'm sure they will be. Yeah, yeah. Greg Abbott signed it into law. Jesus. But yeah, it, it. I mean, so last was it last week or the week before? We were talking about certificates, and the certificates, as it turns out, we believe were optional. And this was in Florida. This right. is in Texas, and it is mandated <laughs> that fetal tissue be cremated or buried. Wow. It must Which be great to be a is... criminal in Texas. You must Sorry, get away with it. Must be great to be a criminal in Texas since they're wasting so much time on other shit. Yeah. You must get away with everything. <laughs> Unless it's drugs. Drugs are bad. Yeah. So obviously, this is under a lot of pretty much everybody on the left is up in arms about this. So I, I imagine there will be lawsuits coming up shortly. Yeah. Unbelievable. So this one's a little, a little bit of a, a lighter. Uh, back over to Florida. <laughs> uh, the gov- Governor Rick Scott signed another bill that protects students' right to lead prayers and religious gatherings in Florida schools. So it says that there is ardent criticism from the left regarding this, but I'm looking at it, and it allows a student to lead a prayer or a religious gathering before, during, or after school on school g- grounds. Well, what I mean, does this include like in homeroom before you go off to class? You can say a little prayer for all of your fellow students. Uh, I believe that that would fall under this, yes. Well, what if they're not all Christians? Yeah, what the fuck? Why do they have to listen to that shit? Yeah. Well, they, they don't. You can just gather in a little corner, I guess. I don't know. I don't uh, I don't know how every little little, little detail would be. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I, if, if you can't skip homeroom, then, then probably does not fall under this, I would hope. Yeah, if they want to go into a private, like the auditorium before class where there's no one there, go ahead, knock yourself out. I suppose so, sure. Or if they want to have an after-school worship club, I would say go nuts. As long as they also allow for an, you know, an after-school atheist club and an after-school, sure. you know. Oh, God forbid! What are you crazy? <laughs> Whatever club, <laughs> they'll never allow that. <laughs> so it says before, during, and after school, which I don't get the during part. Before and yeah. after, I'm, I'm okay. Whatever. You got a bunch of kids who are religious and want to want to have a little prayer before or after school on the grounds of sure. Who's going to be upset about that during school? That seems like a you would be you can't interrupt class or <laughs> prayer time. Sorry, teacher. <laughs> Stop the lesson right now. What about a prayer before you eat lunch? So you're sitting in the lunchroom. Well, sure. That seems wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, standing up at the be- and, you know, and everybody has to wait for them to say a prayer. 
No. Oh, no. If you're but if you want at... to say a prayer over your food privately. Oh, sure. Well, I think that's always been allowed, though. Yeah, I mean, it, that is true. I don't think that's ever been an, an, an issue. And, this is about and, proselytizing again. But I think part of this is because um, uh, something like praying over your own food. I think it. I think he wanted uh, Baxley, Dennis Baxley, the guy who uh, authored the bill, is trying to protect the uh, the students' right to do stuff like that. I think that he, you know, he probably <laughs> thinks that's under attack. That's because he's an idiot. It also, uh, the, the other part that I didn't really care for is the fact that a faculty member has the right to participate in a student-initiated religious service. Mm, no, I got a problem with that. Because that seems like you could easily have a teacher coerce a student into doing that. Or, I don't, you know, uh, favor, favor the students that are doing that because they believe the same thing. That's problematic. Yes, I mean, definitely. Pe- people joining a prayer group because the teacher is in it. No. So the Anti-Defamation League, Equality Florida, which is an LGBT group, are being very vocal against this this bill because they're saying that it basically encourages Christians to use religion as a tool of discrimination. And their argument is that's the opposite of what we're doing. We're making it so that the Christians can't be discriminated against. Yeah, the, no the, one's stopping them to, from going to church. Yeah. No one is looking down at them because they're Christians. I mean, this whole the whole notion of them being discriminated against is, is as we know, complete nonsense. The honest uh, to God truth is, too, is how many kids are actually fucking doing this? I'm sure there's a few. A few. But we know for a fact that with millennials that religion is down. Way down. Yes, way down. So go ahead. Sure. Let four <laughs> of them do it. <laughs> Let them get picked on and made fun of for their stupid ass beliefs, their Bronze Age beliefs. <laughs> When I'm certainly nowhere near millennial, and when I was in my high school, there was one kid who was known as the Christian kid. Yeah, we had I one, mean, but he was a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't me. <laughs> Just to be clear. But his name was Jared, believe it or not. I'm sorry. His name was Jared. <laughs> but he spelled it with a T. And his, my name is Jared Lanham, and his name was Jared with a t- two Ts, Laberta. Isn't that weird? And he was a hardcore Jew. And I was a lazy Jew. <laughs> a barely Jew. <laughs> yeah, he got my face one time because I said something about Judaism. And he's like, you got a problem with Jews? I'm like, no. Everybody in my family's Jewish. Other Jared, my nemesis. <laughs> he was my first nemesis, Ian. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Why was he other Jared? You weren't other Jared? That was... Fuck that. I was way cooler than that guy. <laughs> I went to all the parties. I had sex with girls. I did drugs. Jared, other Jared, did not do that. He he didn't wear a yarmulke, but he was a good guy. He was a good student. What a mm. jerk off. He's probably making millions right now. <laughs> probably I can't drive time. to Walmart without having a Mickey, mini freak out. So who made out better in that deal? <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> uh. <laughs> School. Prayer in school. Sorry, that Sailor Jerry kicked in. <laughs> Come <Yeah>. on, Ray. <laughs> I'm going to move on to uh, to international news because I thought this was weird. Canada, Canadian government has tabled a bill to repeal their blasphemy law, and I had uh, we had a discussion of this before uh, before starting to record. When Canadians say they table a bill, they mean that they brought up a bill that they can vote on. If you're in the U.S. and you say table a bill, that means we're going to put that aside and not talk about it right now. That's what I always assumed table meant. Let's table that yeah. for now. 
Yeah, but uh, that was a, that's only in the U.S. Everybody else that speaks English, it means let's get on with it. Well, that's what we do. We take everything and we twist it around and make it our own. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, metric system. <laughs> so in this case, uh, Justice Jody Wilson-Raybould, that is too many names, introduced a bill to repeal Canada's blasphemy law. Didn't even know they had one. Do you think this is happening because all these other blasphemy laws are coming up in other countries and other people, other countries are looking at their books and being like, oh, no fuck, crap. we got some too. <laughs> Let's get yes. rid of them. <laughs> I think that's exactly the case. Uh, it's actually mentioned in this article oh. that is on bchumanist.ca. It's mentioned in here that repealing the blasphemy law is necessary as it allows other uh, independent nations, if you, if you have a blasphemy law, like in Canada, the other nations can go, well, even Canada has a blasphemy law. <laughs> so why, you know, why shouldn't we? <laughs> so the one statement was, yeah, how about we get rid of this so c people can stop using us as an example? Is Canada Reasonable. known as the most liberal country ever? <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> um, Come on. I we know, know those, those Scandinavian countries are way more liberal. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of some of the Scandinavian countries are giving them a run for their money, I think. Canada is looking more and more appealing, though, every day. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> Especially if they get rid of their blasphemy law that I didn't even know existed. <laughs> Do we have any blasphemy laws? No. Oh, okay. Uh, Yet, <laughs> as of right now. Yeah. Who knows what Jeff Sessions will put on the books. <laughs> I'm wondering if uh, if individual states don't have some sort of blasphemy we well, don't federally, but I'm I'm wondering if some states or even you know townships might. Sure, that's very possible. Federal level, no. That's good. That's a good start. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be very curious if anybody has any information about uh, state or local blasphemy type laws. I don't. I certainly don't know of any. I would hope we don't, because it would be a strict violation of <laughs> of our uh, constitution. Right. So they probably exist. Oh, or if they don't, they will be soon. There's actually a Wikipedia ar uh, article about blasphemy laws in the United States. Okay. Oh, Pennsylvania. Classic PA. Yeah, Doing PA right. always surprises you with some <laughs> wacky-ass <laughs> shit, doesn't it? Yep. All right, so laws that make reference to blasphemy. Um, Massachusetts, Michigan, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Wyoming, and Pennsylvania. Hmm. Well, I wonder what the uh, the actual laws are. Does it give reference? Oh, uh, not specifically. I don't, no, okay. not not for the individual states. I'm sure right. they're all different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll have to look that up and uh, and follow up on that. Yeah, and let's see if we can get them repealed, people. Come on. <laughs> uh, so over, I want to move over to Australia. In Sydney, there was a speaker, uh, Carmelina Reed. Reed. Uh, yeah. Asked women with short hair to reconsider their life choices. <laughs> what? She said that uh, she asked about what's up with this platinum blonde buzz cut when she was talking about uh, Kristen Stewart. She said, is that appropriate for women? Was it feminine and submissive or instead uh. flagging independence and rebellion? So, in again, this woman in Australia, she is the dean of women at the Presbyterian Christ College in Sydney, <laughs> said that uh, women with short hair are not being feminine or submissive enough well according to the bible that is true but as we've already established that's bronze age and we should have moved past that and yet we haven't i know we have iphones you fucking asshole <laughs> really you're talking i mean i can't even believe this is a subject <laughs> short yeah. hair yeah. yeah get your shit together wow. there's more important shit out there she uh go ahead i have hair down 
most of my back at this point, and I want to go cut it all off. Damn it. <laughs> How very pious of you, Karen. Mm. <laughs> no, it's just lazy, actually. <laughs> she said that uh, she said it's God's good design to have long hair because it's a visible sign of the difference between men and women in which God delights. Well, what the hell would they do with you? <laughs> Speaking of long hair. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, it's right out. <laughs> you only get to have long hair if your name is Jesus. Yeah, okay. So the breasts don't seem to be enough of an indicator that you're different. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or the different pitch and voice. Oh, my God. This, per- this is a person in, in charge of something. I mean, for fuck's right. sake. Something, something churchy, but still. Yeah. I know, but I mean, it's like people look up to people listen to this person. Yeah. Well, the fact that who was she making fun of um, who had short hair? It was Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart. Okay. Who's a lesbian, by the way. So that's probably what her shtick is. Probably. Yeah. But so, but yeah, picking on um, celebrities and looking down on them from your position of churchy power. The thing that got me about this article is it sounds like it seems like most of the people who are fighting back against her statement are fighting. They're they're fighting for people like cancer patients. Somebody who has, like, there's a, a thing called Shave for Cure. Mm. Uh, you can sign up and shave your head in support of, of cancer. There's there's some sort of, uh, you, you can, it, that garners money somehow. It's like, uh, you know, you, you get people to say that they will give money to the cancer research if you shave your head and then you shave your head and that money all goes to. So, I mean, different things like that. But then there's also, apparently there's a thing where you women have uh, hair loss from pregnancy or, mm-hmm. or any other illness. Um, and they're talking about how if a woman has loss of hair that's not under her control, you're casting doubt or guilt over, over those people. <laughs> and while that's true, and I'm 100% behind what they're saying, how about a woman just wants to have her hair cut short? I know. I was just about to say, that completely muddies the fucking issue. Right. And this well, is the reason, again, I, I know why he says, that's why Donald Trump's president, because of dumb shit like that. Just keep it simple women can cut their hair if they fucking want to end of story (laughs) well what about women what about black women who unless they do you know chemical relaxing or something it just it doesn't really grow long it just grows out i mean what are they supposed to do they have to get it well we don't know this woman's views on black women (laughs) (laughs) but i think ray made a good point it's like you start throwing in well now you're you know, you're being mean to these people and you're discriminating against this. No, you're just discriminating against women on a whole, sure. whether whether a cancer patient or a girl who just wants to shave her fucking head for no goddamn reason. Just leave it at that. <laughs> like, yeah. don't muddy it up. Yeah. Exactly. God, I got to get off this fucking planet. <laughs> <laughs> How are things on Mars? I think I'm going to live on Mars by myself. <laughs> Very dry and no oxygen. And that's don't what I there. hear. The dry, you might be able to get around, you know, take some water with you. The oxygen, yeah, I like to the dry. I don't like oxygen. humidity. I could deal with the dry. <laughs> oxygen might be a problem, though. Oh, Matt Damon, that shit. <laughs> so I'm going to move over to Islamabad in Pakistan. This is won't be surprising for anyone, but this is the first case that a Shiite man has been sentenced to death for committing blasphemy in posts on social media. 30-year-old was found guilty of making derogatory remarks about the Prophet Muhammad and his wives on Facebook and WhatsApp. I don't know what WhatsApp is, but... Uh, I thought that was a fake thing, but I guess it's real. 
No. Yeah. Uh, it might just be more of a, you know, European Asia thing. Or maybe I'm just out of touch. No, I've heard of WhatsApp here. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a thing the kids use. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so they said that uh, the forensic report on his mobile phone showed that he had committed blasphemy in at least 3,000 posts. Damn, mm. that's a lot of blasphemy. Yeah. Bravo. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> he has been sentenced to death, and there's yeah. probably not a whole lot anybody can do about it. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it is deplorable that they're putting him to death, but he lived in a place where he knew that that was a possibility. Yeah, I think we had this discussion. I mean, granted, right. it takes some balls, but, you yeah. know, move, yeah, to, I, I move to America and then do that. <laughs> yeah. It's I okay can't even imagine here. trying to get away with that in some place like Pakistan. Yeah. No. I mean, if if it's that important to you to, to say these things, then you've got to, you know, understand that there might be consequences. They're, they suck real bad, but... Especially since this was in a place where in April, a uh, a university student was tortured and shot to death by fellow students. And they claimed that it was because he posted blasphemous content on his Facebook page. And then later, it was found out that the blasphemy allegations were baseless mm. and that his murder was premeditated. And they oh were just using God. blasphemy as a, an excuse. excuse. Just keep your head down, man. Don't even get a Facebook account. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder how common that that actually is, though. I mean, if it's so easy to kill somebody just by accusing them of blasphemy or apostasy, I mean, you, you can kill anybody. Could you imagine what that would be like here? I mean, people would be dying left and right. <laughs> yeah. I don't like my boss. Blasphemer! I mean, shit. I mean, the stuff I just see on my Facebook page alone, they'd be like, oh, my God, if I could kill this guy by just saying he was a blasphemer, I'd do it. <laughs> totally. Huh. Wow. That, <laughs> that becomes way too scary. Yeah. I, that scares the living shit out of me. And I know, I, and I, well, in, in the sense that people are like, I've never happened here. I'm like, you so sure yeah. that wouldn't happen here? <laughs> the way things have been going lately? No. I think it could happen here, yeah. So the next thing I have is a backfire. So there was a town, Mandus, in Italy. The, uh, the mayor, I believe, he didn't say that his employees could display a crucifix. He said that they had to display a crucifix. Mm-mm. And a, I'm not even going to try and pronounce this, it's in Italian, but basically it's a, a group of as, rational agnostics uh, filed lawsuit against the mayor, pressuring him and saying that they wanted his forcing people to have a, a crucifix in their office. They wanted to get him to back down, saying there was no, well, then the court, they, they actually won. Like they said, you shouldn't do this. And the mayor backed down and said, all right, okay, I'm not yeah. going to enforce it. But then they kept pushing, and they took it to court. And the court found that there was no legal basis for overturning the mayor's order, which you then cleared the way for crucifixes to be displayed in any public space in the town. So it, they basically kept pushing until the uh, court came back and said, oh, yeah, well, we'll, we'll rule that the mayor can enforce that. I mean, Italy is a very Catholic country, so that seemed to be a risky thing to do, yeah. Once the mayor backed down, they probably should just let it go. Did yeah. you know? Did you know that there's a difference between a cross and a crucifix? Yes, I did not know that. Yeah, of yes. course Ray knew that. I didn't know. That. <laughs> it was in, I was going to say, isn't a isn't a crucifix the the one? Doesn't a crucifix actually have Jesus on it, and a cross is just a cross? You are correct. Okay, good. That's what I believed as well. I, I mean, I didn't know that for a very long time, and I figured I'd share. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a crucifix that- is. A crucifix is kind of gruesome and gross. I don't understand why people actually want to hang them. 
Well, for the most part, and I'm, I may be wrong about this, but from what I, I mean, in my church, nobody wore a crucifix. There weren't any crucifix up. I always thought that a crucifix was more of a Catholic thing. That yes, they they wanted the actual crucifix in Catholicism, but in most Protestant religions that I have associated with, that was not the case. They were they were just crosses. Right. 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 No one celebrates the passion quite like Catholics. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying I'm correct in that? It wasn't just a uh, an assumption on my part? <laughs> I, I hold the same belief as you do. I don't have any more facts to dispute okay. or support you. <laughs> I, I was once in a, uh, a Catholic church up in the Scranton area, and it didn't have a crucifix behind the altar. It just had a cross. And I didn't notice. But uh, the Catholics that I happened to associate with at the time were like, <gasps> there's no crucifix. I'm like, that's right there. What are you talking about? They're like, that's not a crucifix. That a cro- that's a cross. I'm like, uh, okay, obviously, I don't know the difference of this. So I learned something that day. <laughs> but yeah, Catholic church with just a cross was weird. Well, I haven't been to many Catholic churches, but I think predominantly I remember crucifixes being there. So yeah, so it, it was a weird thing. So yeah, Italy being a, yeah, like I said, a very Catholic country, that's, this seemed to be a risky thing to, to try to do. Yeah, true. But they say the uh, the Atheist Union plans to challenge the ruling with an appeal to a higher Italian court, potentially even the European Court of Human Rights. Ah, so good call. they yeah. they are going to try and push this even further. Hopefully, it doesn't have any more backfires. <laughs> uh, I, I wonder. <laughs> Sorry, I just imagine it going like spectacularly wrong. Like, Jim, why didn't you just let it go? Oh, no. Well, you have to get tattoos now. Damn it. I know. <laughs> uh, that's, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I, I wonder what the, the um, Italian rules are around ch- separation of church and state and if there are any. I would imagine none. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what the European laws are, though. I mean, I don't want, I wonder if they overrule the, the, the country's laws. It might be interesting. So no, I don't. Go- I don't think so. Not at least not currently. Hmm. The Euro- European Union doesn't have any. I don't think that. I think it's more about economic stuff. They don't want mm. to try and override individual countries. You know, they don't laws. need another Brexit on their hand with that. That shit in the mix. Very true. Huh. Interesting. All right, that is the last that I have on international news. I wanted to move on to. National stuff, United States. The first thing that I have is Scott Pruitt because it makes me sad. He make he makes me sad every time. <laughs> but he wants to have an opposing team debate over climate change. He wants okay. to have a red team and a blue team, and the blue team is going to argue the climate change science, and the red team is going to try and poke holes in it. Now, this is the head of the EPA, right? He, he is the head of the EPA, yes. Can we have scientists do this debate? I'm sure that's what he wants, but he wants them to be equally uh, manned, equally have equal footing. How's he going to find enough that are on Money. the right side? Money. <laughs> well, very, very easily, because if you have two people who are climate deniers, that means only two climate change scientists can be involved. That's how you keep it on equal footing. Yeah, no, I'm saying, how many climate scientists are they going to find that are re- willing to argue on the red team? There's like three in the country, right? So then you're only climate scientists. Then you're only allowed to bring three other scientists. It's good. Michael that way Mann? they keeps it on equal footing. 
Michael Mann, we need your uh, we need your assistance. Hi. Oh, can one of them be um, your, uh, uh, your nemesis? That's fine. <laughs> but in all honesty, if I if I were on the blue team, I'd be like, we're not even going to do this. We're not bringing anybody. Go fuck yourself because we know the <laughs> truth. What? Why even have this fucking debate? It's so yeah. fucking stupid. It's not going to accomplish anything. So any credible scientist on the right side, which is our side, mm. shouldn't even show up. Go ahead. You're fine. Do what you will do. Whatever you want. It's not like we're going to convince you guys because we know you know the truth. True. I mean, yeah, I mean, even the fossil fuel industry knows the truth. Right. I mean, it's just Rex Tillerson wanted to stay in the Paris Climate Accord. Yeah. For fuck's yeah. sake. I mean, Jesus. I mean, it's so stupid. Sorry. So according to Stephen <laughs> Koonin, a professor at New York University, he argued that an ex- this exercise would subject the scientific consensus on climate change to a rigorous test. No, because that not. hasn't already been done. Debate is never a rigorous test. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, he says that the outcome of a red-blue exercise for climate science is not preordained. It makes the process all more valuable. It could reveal the current consensus as weaker than claimed. Holy crap. This man's an idiot. He's in charge of the EPA. Great. And what comes out of this after this debate? Nothing? It's just a debate to have a debate? They're trying to change their mind. Whose mind? No. No. Uh, they, yeah. They, 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 again, I don't know. I don't. Again, I'm with Jared. I don't know what the purpose is. But I think that the logic here is, you know, if the if the other side can debates can be swayed in favor of one side as opposed to another without the presence of facts. Like we learned that in the presidential election. Yeah. Yes, we did. So why not try it well, on that, this platform well, as well? I, I think part of it is that with the debate, they can voice their argument. They can give an, you know, a voice to their argument. And then that becomes a talking point for any of the Republicans that want to still try and deny climate change. But the, the problem is, is debate is, is a, a science unto itself. Debate is an art. And scientists are not debatists. They're, they are scientists. You're you're mixing your 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 argument platforms completely. I mean, politicians are debate specialists. That's the only reason that oh, I don't remember his name. That some politicians are voted in is because they're excellent debatists. Ted Cruz. Thank you. That's exactly who I was thinking of. Ted Cruz. He is a really good debater, but he's a horrible human being, and he, <laughs> and he has no basis in fact. Debate yeah. is not science. That's why I say don't even show up. Your reply no. should be. Uh, this is already settled. We know the truth. Just you know. But the problem is, is that you, you, you know, they can just say, "Well, they conceded defeat by not even showing up," and they can reply and say, "No, we know that climate change is real. We don't need to talk yeah. about this with you guys. You guys are dumb. Yeah. You're wrong." Yeah. Take the hard. A- God damn it! Stop trying to change it. First of all, as we know, most of the country believes in climate change now. A majority yeah. of the country did not want to get out of that Paris Accord, except for that st- whatever thirty some odd percent that will go wherever the glorious leader goes. <laughs> so why even debate them? Make them just belittle them. You'd be like, no, nah, you guys are wrong. We don't need to do this. We got more important shit to do. I don't know if they I, I, they might actually go that direction and not show up because uh, so Peter they will. Fromhoff, they will. <laughs> problem. Somebody will. Peter Fromhoff, who is the director of science and policy for and I didn't even know this was a, uh, a group, but the Union of Concerned Scientists. Uh, he said that the red team is an act of false equivalence, which we've just already discussed. But, quote, the notion that we would need to create an entirely different new approach in particular for the specific question regarding global warming is unfounded and ridiculous and simply intended 
to promote the notion of a lack of consensus about the findings, which, right. yeah, that sums it up perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. I don't know. And the, my, my fear would be that people like him wouldn't participate because it's just ridiculous because climate change has already gone through peer review. The, the idea that, I mean, 97% of published papers are all in consensus. So the, the idea that, well, maybe the, the scientists who really know the most are just going to go, no, I'm not going to participate. And then the scientists that we get to do the debate, <laughs> because Pruitt's going to go ahead with the debate in any case. You know, we're going to get the, the lower end <laughs> of the people who would stand up for it. I don't know. I'm trying to imagine worst case scenario here. Yeah. Well, yeah it, it's a loose it's a lose lose situation for for the quote blue team because it, it, just by going you're making it look like the argument is 50-50 and it's not it's 97 to 3 so if you could have 97 climate scientists versus 3 that disagree that would be a fair argument so it's a lose lose for the blue team so you're saying that yeah. uh brilliant move by Pruitt yeah well again Who's going to see this fucking debate? Is it they going to put it on CNN and Fox News? Maybe Fox News will have a blurb, but it's not like it's going to be like a big time deal. Seems I would certainly unlikely. Like, yeah. the, and then after the end of it, I mean, like, who are they going to sway with these facts at the end? Like, well, during the climate debate, so and so, well, who the fuck was that? And why do I care about that? I have to go to my job at the fucking steel mill or whatever the fuck I got to do. Well, it, it's just her Kirk, my team won again. <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah. I say fine. Let them do it. And when China has more money than us because of all their changes that they're making, then we'll eventually switch over. Hopefully, that's the thing. That's that's really the point that I don't get. You have you have all these people who are are fighting the whole climate change thing and saying, well, if China and India aren't doing anything, why should we? First off, that's a stupid argument. But now, <laughs> China and India are doing things. Yeah. For for green energy, and we're not. You think they're not going to corner the market on all the advanced technology in that area? That's where job growth is. Yeah. Instead, we're opening a a, a coal uh, mine in, in near western Pennsylvania that's hiring 70 people. Oh, my. Ooh. Isn't that wonderful? 70 people. How many is Arby's hiring this month? <laughs> <laughs> more, way more. So, yeah, it's all complete nonsense. Yep. Yep. So, speaking of Pruitt, he was in the cabinet meeting. No, oh, it's a I referred to meeting. this. I referred to this earlier as <laughs> Trump worship. Uh, if you haven't seen the cabinet meeting, you can follow the CNN link that I'll put on the webpage. Uh, if you can sit through it, it is—it's uh, sickening. It is—it's yeah. Trump starts about how awesome he has been, how awesome a president he has been. Never before has there been a president, with few exceptions. I like that double who negative. Who has passed more? Yeah, <laughs> who has passed more legislation and who has done more things than I have? I love this. <laughs> never before has there been a president, with a few exceptions. You dumbass! I mean, Either even, there never has, or there was. <laughs> right, uh, and even that statement, a few exceptions, a few. So that's at least three, and you're the forty-fifth. <laughs> like that's a high percentage, right there. And he's wrong. <laughs> And he's yeah. wrong. He hasn't done hardly anything. No. Signing EOs like, is not. <laughs> oh my god! Just please, just can we put him in a corner with his two scoops of ice cream and be <laughs> and just be like, dude, you're the best. You're the greatest president ever. Everybody loves you. <laughs> Which is what the rest of the cabinet meeting was about. While the press was there, so the press was invited in for the first cabinet meeting to make a big show. And as it turns out, they were just there so they could go around the table and tell Trump what a great privilege it is that they could work with Trump and be part of his administration. Um, there were, what, two exceptions. 
to the complete ass kissing that was going on. Mm. Right. It was McManus uh, and somebody else, right? I, that name doesn't sound quite right. Oh, I'm the pretty general. sure it was. Uh, I'm pretty Mattis. sure. Yeah. Mattis. Mattis. Oh, what Mattis. did I say? McManus? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. It was Mattis. Yeah. Mad Dog Mattis. <laughs> uh, who actually did not praise Trump and instead did give praise to the military. Okay, he's an ex-general. I'm I'm actually okay with that. Sure. Sure. And then I don't know who the second person was. I you you told me at one point, Karen, but I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, I don't remember. Some if you search on the internet, somebody actually rated them in degrees of um, ass kissing, which is kind of fantastic. My question is this. What why? Why are these people doing this? What are they scared of? Losing their job? Yeah. I would say yes. But they could like all the, get other jobs in in government. I mean, like, what the fuck? Well, yeah, remember like that Tillerson? It, I mean, he he's set with money. He yeah, they're all set with money. Well, remember, though, that if, if they fall out of favor with the Trump, it's scorched earth with this man. You are going to be pilloried in, in, in on Fox News and everywhere else, especially if you piss him off. Then you're toast. Right. That and I, I guess... Since I know you two, and I know you're normal people, which is perhaps why you think this, <laughs> I don't know why you think that these people think they have enough money. Mm. I uh, know they have enough money. Uh, you just hit the nail on the head, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> they are strapped for cash, as far as they know. They want all the money because that's how they measure their personal yes. quality. Yes. Do they mm. all think they have a shot at being president? You think like Reince Priebus is like, well, one day I could probably run for president as long as I stick around. And- I f- I feel like everybody thinks that now. Yeah. He, he he might in particular, but I think a lot of them are just in it to do get as much to do as much, you know, hungry hungry hippo money grab <laughs> while they have the opportunity. That's that's what I'm thinking. I agree. Now, I know Paul Ryan was not there cuz he's not in the cabinet, but Right. I've seen Paul Ryan defend Trump a lot, and I would love to just take him aside and be like, "Dude, is this really what you want to be remembered for?" Like, they're not going to build a statue to your ass. You are yeah. going to be remembered for fucking backing up this shitbag forever. You're not going to do any good. No one's going to remember Paul Ryan. And you're certainly not going to be fucking president. No. no. This is all a political calculation as to what will get them reelected in 2018. Right now, they've done the math, and they think that supporting Trump will get them reelected in 2018. They are obviously not as- watching the same news that I am. <laughs> I agree. Because everything um, is pointing towards a Democrat fucking landslide in 2018 right as soon as they figure that out as soon as they do the math again and i think they're waiting for there's some election coming up or happening today or is that georgia soon, that georgia case. runoff yeah, yeah the georgia runoff that's it that is going to be a turning point i think for some of them maybe a lot of them i don't know i don't know you got if, they need to get their get off of that g that giancano guy won after body slamming a fucking reporter i mean even though it was an early voting situation but yeah it was because of the, uh, the early voting i Excuse that argument, I think. Once that tipping point is hit, they're going to abandon him in place. But, like, but, I can't imagine that they sit at this fucking table and spout mm. this fucking nonsense and go, this is great. This is awesome. I'm going to be remembered with Washington and Lincoln and Roosevelt. <laughs> I mean, what are you, fucking nuts? You're a bitch. You're all bitches at that table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, to the worst. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure this is not going out on a limb saying this. Quite possibly the worst fucking president we've ever had in this country. Oh, that is not going on on a limb. I was today spending quite a bit of time reflecting on how crushingly reasonable he makes George <laughs> Jr. seem. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, when, like when George Jr. was there, I thought, 
man, George Jr. is going to go down. It's, and this was this was early on. This was in the in the uh, early two thousands. I was like, he. It has yet to be proven, but he will go down as possibly the worst president in you know presidential history. And and I don't mean in like a you know didn't make a mark kind of like a, a Harrison or a Coolidge or anything <laughs> like that. I mean like. Like epically bad, and then Trump was like, "No way!" Hold my beer, <laughs> blowing this out of the water. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Hold my beer. Watch this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this, this is I mean, and Bill, plot. Bill Maher said this on numerous occasions. I agree with him. He's like, "I would pay a million dollars for Mitt Romney to be president right now." Mitt yeah. fucking Romney, who I was so opposed <laughs> against four years ago. <laughs> Seems quite reasonable. Well, that's that's part of the problem, though, because he he was not acceptable back then, and he still shouldn't be acceptable now. But Trump is so far so unacceptable that it makes these unreasonable people look reasonable. But are these guys? Are are all the men sitting at this table just watching Fox News? Do they really not listen? And I got to say, I have talked to at least two people who were hardcore Trump supporters who have told me as of within the past two weeks. That if they had a chance, they would not have voted for him. Why? Uh, they just every they to them they're saying everything he promised, he's not doing. Mm. So these are people who are able to pay attention and see that Steve Mnuchin actually worked for Goldman Sachs after he said, "Oh, you put Hillary Clinton in, you're going to have Goldman Sachs people all over the place." Like there are a few. I'm not saying all the mouth breathers are on on board yet, but there's you know the, just this this early on to get a crack in that fucking wall. That's not a good sign. Yeah. How do these guys not know that? Now, I understand you're sitting at the table and everybody's fucking laying praise on, on the boss, but there were a few exceptions. So why why does Reince Priebus got to lick his balls? Why, yeah. You know, w- Rex Tillerson, wh- what are you ever going to fucking want for? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he could have just retired. Yeah, I mean, is, does Rex Tillerson think he's going to go down as one of the greatest secretary of states ever? He was reluctant to take the job in the first place. I I get and that. I think he's really regretting it now. <laughs> he's he's doing what he can to make the deals to to see that his his kids are going to be as wealthy as possible. Yeah. I guess so. That's the only thing I can think of because he seems like a reasonably intelligent guy. He supposedly got that kid out of North mm-hmm. Korea, even though he's in a coma. Yeah, yeah, has been for a year. Yeah, we'll That's get. If, I don't know if you no, wanted to talk about yeah. that story or not, but I don't really yeah. know much more than that, actually. Oh, yeah, I thought we were giving Rodman credit for that. No, oh, really? That is that's a whole separate. That, that's a prodigal son's. <laughs> God damn that fucking Rodman! What is he doing? <laughs> but I, I, I don't know what is going on here. But uh, fine, gentlemen, go, go down as the list of Trump bitches. Knock yourselves out because that's what you're going to be. No one is going to take you seriously. No one in the real. And, you know, you make your bed, you sleep in it. But yeah, see, I feel like I feel like they'll be able to uh, kind of if they ever want if they these are all people who, you know, who maybe wanted to cross over in the political scene. And, you know, now they can they can linger and benefit from this forever. I was again because I turned on CNN today because that's all my parents watch now because they're just so (laughs) hate filled about the new administration. (laughs) And who do I see but good old Newt fucking Gingrich? Yeah, yeah. He's still a thing all the time. He never goes away. I thought he was a joke and he was done, but nope. Yeah. Nope. There is no end to Newt Gingrich and what, you know, him being on the TV, him, us hearing his opinions about, uh, I don't remember what he was. He was saying some Trump-esque things. Mm-hmm. 
No shit, well, really? <laughs> well, his, his well, rep- he was he was calling someone mean people, someone who he used to support, but now that they don't support Trump, they're bad. <laughs> they're a bunch of bad people. I guess he I mean, must still think he's going to get a piece of that pie. Yeah, <laughs> he wants it. Gingrich came on and said that Mueller's investigation yes. was, a, was a rigged game. That's what he was. He was going, uh, yeah, what? he was just 100% against Mueller. Yep. Saying that uh, he was he's friends with Comey, so obviously the president's not going to get a fair shake. Come on. If the president's Meanwhile, innocent, what do you got to worry week, about? Yeah. Last week, all they, they couldn't they couldn't stop talking about how wonderful an option he was and how he was going to be nonpartisan and he was the best choice. And now the tide is turning a little bit. They're they're Must have found something. On, yeah, I guess. Pop that VHS oh, tape God. in. Saw some peace shit going on. <laughs> oh, and of course, now I know why fucking Gingrich is, because his wife is now the ambassador to the Vatican, right? Right. So yep. he's got a reason to back that shit. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Okay. He's not expecting anything. Yeah. He's covering his wife. So the supposition is that is that all of this is for personal gain. They're all sticking with Trump for personal gain. Absolutely. Else could be. Well, they sure don't have our best interests at heart. Yeah, no. no. Yeah, that, <laughs> no, we know that's all. not and true. It's all for varying degrees of personal gain, and that's, that's absolutely true. I mean, isn't... Uh, isn't McConnell's wife a cabinet member now? Secretary yeah. of Transportation. Yeah, they go nuts. Yeah, she yep. she did the same ass kissing that all the other guys did within the cabinet. <laughs> she did. I mean, it wasn't quite. Yeah. A, she wasn't. She wasn't the worst, but she right. was she's on not, the list. <laughs> she's not as enthusiastic, which I'm sure he noticed. Man, <laughs> how much do the these cabinet pe- members get paid? For fuck's sake, <laughs> Jesus! I think they make a decent salary. The thing, the fact that he needs that kind of positive reinforcement, that kind of over-the-top effusive positive reinforcements is, I mean, he is terrifying. Oh, my God. He got, a- he got 18 scoops of ice cream today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. And 15 Gross. bowls of extra sauce for his chicken. Yeah. I don't know who it was, but someone on CNN was asked if, uh, he, well, it was Anderson Cooper that said, is this, do you think this is normal? And their response was, well, it depends on, it depends on what you're talking about. If we're in <laughs> North Korea, no, this is, this is perfectly normal. <laughs> For the United States, this is horrendously, incredibly Abby. bad. <laughs> it's, oh uh, it's God. just we, revering the dear leader. We have President I mean, Joffrey. We really do, don't we? We do. Mm-hmm. And with the terror, the thing that, every once in a while keeps me up at night is how far do you think he would go to hang on to power? I mean, do you think after the end of four years when he loses horribly, he's going to let it go? No. I would say take some money out of the budget. I will deal with a fucking statue of Donald Trump in Washington, D.C. somewhere if he (laughs) will just fucking go away. I will deal with that. I will go fucking visit it once a year and lay fucking flowers at it if he fucking leaves. Gold leaf, whatever he leaf. wants. I'll fucking put a box, a, a, or a, I'm sorry, a bucket of fucking KFC chicken at the feet <laughs> of this asshole. <laughs> he just go away. See, that would work, but you would have to think of all the money you'd have to pay for security. There is not mm-hmm. a day that goes by that his Walk of Fame star isn't vandalized. I know that is some guy shit on it. <laughs> I, I mean. <laughs> And I hate to say, again, this is all Obama's fault. And this time it's Obama's fault for just being the first half black president. Not even full black, half black. Because no matter what Trump does, he is not going to go down in the history books like like Obama did. No. But every every time he does something completely outrageous and, and immoral, 
we are all surprised. I think I am trying to gear myself up to not be surprised when he doesn't leave the office. Well, I mean, they could arrest him. <laughs> there is something going on with this Russia shit because they are well, trying everything they can to fucking stop it. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah. But not not quite everything, though. Like, they're not, like, for instance, Trump could have taken an executive privilege. He could have filed executive oh. privilege and tried to stop. I, I don't know why he didn't do that. Yeah, well, but they, I heard a, a, a thing from uh, whoever the Democrat majority leader or whatever on that committee was like, if Trump does that, we will just redo it again with Bob Mueller. So don't waste our time. And it doesn't matter because they didn't say anything. No, except for Comey, nobody actually talked about the stuff that they talked about with Trump. So he had executive protection without doing it. Sure, but why didn't he do it with Comey? That that I didn't understand. Because Comey doesn't listen to him. The rest of them do. The rest of them, he told them, "All right, I'm not going to exert executive privilege. Pretend that I did, though." Hmm. And they pretended that he did. Because that's what they did. They Instead of saying he invoked executive privilege, they said, I'm going to have to check with him and see if it's okay if I tell you what we talked about, which is executive privilege. <laughs> that they're not allowed to invoke. It's not their right to invoke it. Right. And they were asked in committee, what legal basis are you using to not answer our questions? And the one of them was honest and said, I have no legal basis for not answering your questions. <laughs> the real answer is he invoked executive privilege without saying it. And yeah, they, prevented them from talking. They need to find them in contempt of Congress. Start yeah, they starting do. with Jeff Sessions. Yeah, because there is no legal basis for them not answering the question. We're fucked. It's, yeah, <laughs> we are. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> just batting down the hatches and just. <laughs> and the end. And I don't know where this is coming from, but uh, some reporters on Capitol Hill have been saying that they are now being restricted. They are not allowed to film interviews with senators in the hallways. We see those happen all the time. Well, you're not going to, at least not for a while. Uh, it's yeah. already been rolled back. Oh, it has? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Then the story that I have <laughs> was uh, actually was written today. So... <laughs> <laughs> It, it lasted less than a day. Okay. So who He's do done more than any it? president ever. <laughs> yeah. So in any case, the story was that the reporters were not allowed to record interviews in hallways, and they were not allowed to be outside of the committee hearing rooms waiting for the lawmakers to come out to interview them. They weren't allowed to uh, to congregate and, uh, and, you know, pounce on people, which... It, it sounds like, well, yeah, they're pouncing on people there, but that's really the only place that they could get stories. Right. Like the, the senators can just lock them out of their offices. They don't have to uh, have the reporters come in. So so what uh, do you know? What, what more do you have on this? I heard that the um, the chairman of the, 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 the rules committee that decides things like this says, hey, no, we were not consulted about this. This is not the rule. You can question whoever you want in, in you know. In the hallways. That's not a problem. I don't remember where I saw it, though. Hmm. I, I didn't get this far down on the list of stories. Um, well, that's definitely a good but thing. But I'll find it. Yeah. But I'm yes. very curious who uh, tried to impose this. It was unclear, according to the article that I read, as to you know, where the where the um, the order came from. And everybody freaked the hell out. Tweet, it was a tweet storm. And then they came out and said, no, 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 no. The, the Senate Rules Committee did not say that. Keep fucking with us. Just yeah. keep, it, keep it up. I'm sure it'll go great in the end. In the end, your money will mean shit <laughs> when people are storming the fucking White House with guns. Yeah. 
seriously, like Donald Trump, <laughs> what does your billions of dollars, if you supposedly have that, will mean mm-hmm. when the apocalypse comes and we are and there is open riot out here? Because your money won't mean shit. What else you got going for you? You're not a smart man. Yeah. You're not an athletic <laughs> man. You're an old man. <laughs> you add nothing to this. Well, the, the only problem, the only thing that worries me about that is that he does have the federal police and the armed forces officially report to him. Well, when they can't eat either or they have, they're yeah. losing money. I'm just, I mean, obviously, I'm going way yeah, off the but, rails here. But, but. but really, <laughs> if, you, if you have a president who orders the military to intervene against civilians, you might get some pushback from some generals in those cases. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that's a that's just an ugly situation. It is, because there are some that will always follow orders, and there are some that won't, and it will get ugly very quickly. Yeah, what I mean, I'm just are, saying is... Keep fucking squeezing. Keep trying yeah. to turn this into North Korea or Russia. Mm-hmm. Americans will not take that shit. No, they won't. And are you in? <laughs> what? Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. What? No, no. I said continue. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm just saying. You know, uh, this this same people that you are fucking trying to squeeze, you are also pushing their Second Amendment rights to hold fucking weapons. So, yeah. <laughs> knock yourself out, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> when you piss them off, which you will do eventually. Yeah. It's inevitable. You're in the honeymoon period with your supporters, and that's fine. You haven't hit them in the pocketbook yet, but you will, and their health care right. yet, but you will. But you will. And keep trying to institute all this other shit. And I, I think, was it John Oliver or was it Bill Maher? Was somebody who was talking about this week? He's like, it will be really good for you for 99% of the time, but that 1% where we fucking push back is going to be horrible for you. Mm. They've seen it in other countries. So go ahead. Do whatever you fucking want. <laughs> Your time is limited. I am going to buy some guns. I'm going to ask my good friend Ray what weapons to buy. <laughs> and I will be fully stocked here. Uh, I'm going to say you should come over and have some safety training sessions. <laughs> oh, yeah, I need that. I'll fucking shoot myself in the goddamn foot. I know that. <laughs> and apparently I can only drink now to stabilize myself. So that'll be a great mix with the fucking guns. But hey, that is my second amendment right. Uh, it's always my policy. Guns go shooting first, drink after. Okay. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Very important, in that order. Im- important order. <laughs> so the one thing from this uh, from this article that I did want to bring up, uh, Lindsey Graham was asked about uh, the fact that the reporters were being uh, restricted, and his response was, "You're kind of uh, you're kind of a pain in the ass. I can't answer questions all day long. These stakeout things need to be regulated. But of all the problems in America right now." The reporters are pretty down on the list. Oh, my God. He said y'all are pretty down the list. <laughs> y'all. I, w- I wasn't going to. Yeah. I can't believe I'm a Lindsey Graham supporter. <laughs> yeah. He's, well, again, don't say he's not that bad because he is that bad. He is. Yeah, he, he is. is. a fucking horrible person. <laughs> he is. But if you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. <laughs> Oh, crap. <laughs> I heard John. I didn't get to hear the the report, though. I heard John McCain uh, was back on the blasting Trump trail today, but I didn't hear what he said. I had turned off the radio just as they were mm. announcing that. But did anybody Honestly. see his horrible oh, Comey, man. Comey testimony? Didn't he, like, stroke out in the middle of that? Oh, my God. Oh my God. Like, like, total McCain style, like, if making, making demands about 
what President Comey was going to do <laughs> and yeah. things of that nature. He, yeah. he definitely did. And here's my theory of it, because I don't think he had a stroke, but I think he has a serious, a serious problem. And this is not a problem, but he has a serious problem lying. I think he has issues with trying to follow the Trump line because he knows how bad it is. That's my theory, is that he's he's trying to pull the line, he's trying to be a, a nice, good Republican, but he just is having problems towing the line, and he just got his words mixed up. That's my theory. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure what was going on there, but what I couldn't understand is why, Co- like, and I was yelling it out, as, and I watched it live, like, why Comey was just not yelling out, what are you talking about? These were two separate investigations for two separate things. Right. Like, I don't because understand Comey, why Comey didn't say that. Because he's a reasonable person, and he was trying to, above all, appear to be the grown-up in the or, room. Or, well, even being grown-up, say, like, I'm not sure I understand what you're saying, because these are two separate in- investigations. One does that. not have to do with the other. Right. He, he very kindly and softly said that. <laughs> now, I, get, I heard nice that McCain had come out and tried to explain himself. He did. Uh, but, you know, and that's fine. But he did not help his case, and I was like, "Oh fuck, we lost McCain." Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it it was bad, yeah. Yeah, well, the idea that well maybe McCain will be the logical person in the room just kind of flew out the window. Yeah, for I did. that during that. Uh, I don't know year. how if, that keeps happening. People keep thinking we can turn to McCain, and I'm like, "Haven't we learned this lesson yet?" <laughs> I want to turn to the the what is he the chair of the Congressional Intelligence Committee? He's been pretty reasonable. He's he's been you know very middle of the road. He questions people seemingly honestly. He's not just towing the Trump line. I mean, because the the Congressional Intelligence Committee. This is what um, Comey and Sessions are testifying in front of. He could have just steered that in a completely wrong direction, but he's keeping it you know right down the line. Uh, so, Richard Richard Burr. I was trying to remember the guy's yeah. name. Yeah, uh, he's. <sighs> He's been asking Republican questions. He hasn't been asking the hardline questions, but sure. he's been letting the Democrats ask all the the hardline questions. And even Burr's questions aren't. Yeah, they're not that far off. Like they're, no, they're, they're they're not the super leading questions that the the hard right are asking. Right, they're, they're reasonable. Yes. So yeah, I I got to give him a little bit of credit. I don't know much about him. He's in North Carolina, so I'm already suspicious, but <laughs> with good reason. Uh, <laughs> but so far, he seems like an, at least an honest Republican. I'll See, take it again. And this goes back to my point: you've got to get money out of fucking politics. Yeah, you seriously do because that is the only reason these fucking people would back this asshole up. Again, I have to say to McCain: Is this what you want to be remembered for? Mm-hmm. You've got. I mean, listen. There was a time in my life where I would have voted for this motherfucker pre um uh, pre two thousand and four. Twit from Alaska. Yeah. Or yeah, pre two thousand and four. Yeah. You know, if you just get the money out, then these guys could actually get down to doing actual work. We need a clean wipe of this system. Yeah. Of everybody, the system is fine. We need to get rid of the people. Get rid of the money. It's such a simple thing. It'll never happen unless Bernie Sanders yeah. becomes right. president. <clears throat> And why is Bernie not in any of these fucking committees? He was in. Where was he? I just saw him asking. Uh, yeah, he was laying into Steve person. Mnuchin about yes. giving tax breaks to fucking rich people, but he's not on this Russia shit. No, no, he's he's in the finance committee. I think not an intelligence committee. I understand that, but oh my god, we need what? Like, where is Elizabeth Warren? Where is Bernie Sanders in this shit? 
I think they're both on that committee. Hmm? I said, I think they're both on the finance committee. Yeah. They're invited to the committees that don't don't endanger Trump. (laughs) I just remembered where I saw him. He was on a, uh, one of the appointments committees. Mm -hmm. I forget who it was, but he was laying into the guy because the guy kept saying that he had written an article saying that Muslims were, they were following a defunct religion and they didn't believe in Jesus. So they were automatically condemned. He had written a paper in college that said this. So uh, Sanders was bringing it up saying, do you still believe this? Is this what, you know? (laughs) And the guy's like, well, look, I'm a Christian. And I went to a Christian school and Sanders like, okay, I understand that. But do you think that Muslims are, you know, following a defunct religion? And the guy's like, well, I'm a Christian. And Sanders interrupted him and said, look, I know you're a Christian. (laughs) You've said that 12 times. That's established. (laughs) What do you think about Jews in America? Because according to your statement, they follow a defunct religion. (laughs) And the guy was like. Uh, I went to a Christian college. <laughs> oh. And Jesus. Sanders is just like, uh, I, this guy does not represent uh, the people of America. I vote no. Click. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even answer a simple question. Yeah. Wow. It was, it was amusing, but infuriating at the same time. <laughs> so in any case, uh, the last thing that I have is uh, Supreme Court. It looks like Trump has asked the Supreme Court to weigh in on his Muslim ban. And it looks like they may be getting the opportunity to do just that in the next week or two. Mm. So so there I, are two things then. Will they accept the case? Because they don't have to. Right. And how will they rule on the case if they accept it? And those, who knows? I mean, I don't even know how I could judge that. I don't think, I think there's going to be four votes against it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends on which question actually comes before them. Because the whole thing won't be before them. It will be a specific part of the law that comes before them or it's always something like do the people that sued have the right to sue or you know is it in fact a muslim bam or or is it not and does the president have an, a complete overriding mandate to, to do what he did well there's so it, there's no way they can rule for that there's no way that they are going to rule that the president the executive office has a complete mandate to put something in in place that could violate the Constitution. There's, there's no way that they'll just rule that way. Um, well, the, it'll, I mean, the, the, it'll have to be a somebody suing for saying that the court injunction is incorrect and mm-hmm. some legal basis as to why the lower court should should not have ruled the way they did. Or don't have jurisdiction or whatever. Yeah. Show us what you got, got, Neil Gorsuch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was going to say, well, this will be – this again would be something that would be really curious because we already know – that he already came through on the side of corporations in his first major ruling. Did you, did you, any of you read that? That he was, they were here seeing a case about, apparently there's a law that discourages debt collectors from harassing you and mm. threatening you and whatnot. Mm. And so some people, you know, uh, use that as a precedent against Santander Collection Agency. And the Supreme Court said, well, just because Santander purchased all this debt is now attempting to collect on it they're not actually debt collectors wow so we're that santander, was a, santander is a bank yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah. and the bank purchased these debts in hopes of collecting on some of them so they're still mm. a bank they're not an actual debt collector wow That's yeah splitting along yeah all, all <laughs> but yeah they were like listen the, yeah their, their comparison was you know the bank doesn't actually come and take your car it's the repo man now, if 
the repo man did this. That would because he's this is uh, I was I was not. It hurt me. <laughs> it hurt me. Everything hurts me these days. So what you're saying, mm-hmm. Ian, is that the travel ban is going to go through? <laughs> I would say it is. I, I'm confident that it has a, a high probability of success. Now, yes. but now Trump can't. Nobody can remove a Supreme Court judge, right? Correct. Not that I know of. No. Hmm. I'd secretly hope that Gorsuch was going to be like, I'll get in this. What I'll say, whatever I got to do to get it, <laughs> be a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it is cl- it is clear that he rules on the side of corporations. Right. I, I agree with Ian on that. That is no doubt. But th- there's a bunch of things that we we don't know how he would rule. I don't think he's ever had like an uh, abortion case in front of him, although he's christian so we, we, we were fairly sure how he's going to rule but yeah something like you know a supreme he's a supreme court junkie i thought he was i mean sorry he's a, a constitutionalist <laughs> he's a constitutional that's i mean he, he's court all about junkie that's awesome <laughs> if he was a junkie ian would be happy <laughs> <laughs> i mean he's a, he's a constitutional scholar i should say right. that way he's all about the constitution so in theory he would rule on the side of the constitution which says separation of or you know freedom of religion you can't have a muslim ban that argument. Yeah, but, but then then he'll say something like, yeah, the 14th Amendment says nothing can be excluded and we don't want bans to be excluded, <laughs> so <Yeah>. Muslim <laughs> ban in place. Meanwhile, this dipshit keeps tweeting travel ban when they keep telling him yeah. not to. Yeah. <laughs> in all caps. Yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> well, because I think he – there was something interesting that came out of the Comey stuff and that um, Trump wanted to be the patron to Comey. He, he, the, the, it was a, a patronage, I do this for you, you do this for me relationship. Right. And it's very much a mob type mentality. And I'm sure he thinks he's got that same arrangement with Gorsuch because he got him his seat on the Supreme Court. Right. But is it is it reciprocated is the, the real question. Well, what is he going to do if he, he doesn't fucking toe the line? Nothing. He can't do anything. Nothing. No, he can't. Yeah. I mean, he can badmouth him on Twitter. <laughs> what does he care? <laughs> it's not like Gorsuch is going to go anywhere. No. Nobody's going to overrule him. <laughs> And nobody's going to vote him out. But but from Trump's point of view, though, he is in his pocket because he got him where he is. He's he's his. He he owns him. Again, I would say that would work if you had the ability to fire him. Oh, I, I'm not saying it's going to work. I'm saying oh. that's what's in Trump's mind. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah, that's he's touting that as one of his accomplishments. He's like, I got Neil Gorsuch through. So I think he thinks – I think Trump thinks that he owns Gorsuch and Gorsuch will rule on his side no matter what. That's why he's free to, to say things like, you know, Muslim ban in his in his, in his yeah. tweets. Right. And I, as, as we all know, Trump does not have a good grasp on law. No. He's learning on the job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently so is our attorney general. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the one thing Warner – the – Democrat, the vice chairman on that committee, when he was being talked to uh, on CNN, they, the one thing he said was that uh, Jeff Sessions had no grasp on how the law works or <laughs> what recusal means. So, yeah. yeah, and he's the attorney general. <laughs> well, he obviously doesn't know what recusal means because otherwise Comey wouldn't have been fired well, by him. Comey would have still or- been fired. He just shouldn't have signed the paper. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. All right. That's all I got. Does anybody else have anything? Do you want to continue talking about Trump or are we good? <laughs> I got one last thing, if, or unless you have something else you want to talk about. No. No, go ahead. I just wanted to bring up to Ian with yes. our Kathy Griffin, Bill Maher debate, which I got a lot of comments from people on personally came back to me and we're talking about our heated argument about that. I watched Bill Maher this week 
and mm-hmm. he had a lot of black people on the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, he had a nice discussion with uh, Michael Eric Dyson. Is that the guy's name? Uh, something like that. I'm not. Yeah. Would, yeah. And he kind of laid it out. And then he had Ice Cube on, who I thought was a little off the mark, saying that Bill sounds like a trucker sometimes. But Bill did say that Kathy Griffin did not deserve what was happening to her. Mm. Cool. I, I agree. I agree with, with that right. as well. I agree with Bill. I Again, I have, I have continued to follow that story. And I was reading something that Jim Norton said about he said that uh, Bill is tasteless, but he is not hateful. I guess he's so. a and com- I said, that seemed, he's seemed, a com- that's reasonable. Well, he's a comedian. Yeah, so I listened to Howard kind of- Stern and Howard Stern's like, look, you know, it, again, and it was the same thing I said. The shit was said off the cuff mm-hmm. as opposed to planning out a photo shoot, knowing exactly what you're going to do, know that you're going to release it as the two different things. But uh, with the one thing we agreed on was that neither one of them deserved whatever bullshit was coming towards their, their way. And Bill agreed with you and me. I haven't heard from Kathy Griffin. I don't know what the fuck she's doing, but I'm sure she agrees. She does not deserve she's that. She's fighting at the moment. Either either way, holy shit, people love it when Ian and I fight about something. <laughs> <laughs> because it was the only, and it was great right. show. Holy shit, you and Ian were going at it. <laughs> I, uh, again, and, and I knew we weren't as far apart as we thought we were, but we were not communicating well. But, uh, as usual. <laughs> I'm glad people enjoyed it. Mm. Yes. That was all I had to say about fun. that. <laughs> so uh, the only thing that I wanted to mention about that is uh, I think I think Maher had a good show. I think there were a lot of good things said this week. The only thing that I really, really hate is the fact that we had to spend so much time on that as opposed to mm-hmm. actually talking about crap going on in the government. Now, right. that being said, uh, what Ice Cube said... Um, well, My- Michael Eric Dyson, who you were correct about his name, that was interesting. But man, I just, I really, everything that Ice Cube said, I not everything, but a lot of it, I really enjoyed. No, um, no, yeah, yeah, you're right. He did say a lot of interesting about the whole thing about using that word and how it, you know, how black people feel about it. But when he was saying, what he was saying about Bill saying, well, sometimes on your show you sound like a real redneck scumbag, yeah, and I, I was like, I, I didn't, I didn't understand where he was getting from that, that. But that, again. Maybe. That's fine. And he, you know, it is what it is. I, I mean, who knows how far this is going to go. I didn't realize that the Bill Maher thing was as big a deal as it was. I think he got a lot of, a lot of backlash um, from the African-American community. Yeah, Apparently he did, yeah. But be- I, also, I wasn't aware a- of how many black chicks that he dated. <laughs> <laughs> but in, the, in that, that same he- light, and again, I don't want to dwell on this too more because I know we're getting ready to go. But after that, that Comey testimony, all the shit that everybody's talking about. Nobody seems to be talking about, and certainly not the president, that Comey was like, straight up, Russia is fucking with our election. There is no fuzz about this. And nobody's like, oh, wow, that's probably something we should be looking into. Well, they are looking into it. I am sure they are, but like, obviously the president is not. Well, that's, that's, yes, I don't remember even who brought it up. Don't Don't know who it was. But Trump has never said it is not okay for... Russia to meddle in our elections. That's never something that comes up as a problem. It's always about fake news and they're out to get me, yada, yada, yada. Oh, he, and he's completely well, yeah, vindicated. He tries to make it all right. It's all about the who's leaking these crimes that yeah. I'm committing, not maybe I should stop <laughs> committing crimes. Well, well, it's even about who's leaking the crimes that, that Russia's committing. Right. Not, not, you know, not even considering his cabinet. Right. How dare people expose these things? <laughs> yeah. Not, we, weird. not we should do less criminal things. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, there, uh, yeah, apparently it's... during the uh, during the whole thing, Obama, part of the sanctions against Russia for interfering in the election was there were two mansions somewhere up in New York or upper state New York that the Russians had people at that we know that they have people at. Like they were their, their government buildings and they lent out to the Russians. And uh, part of the, the thing is Obama kicked them out and said, no, you can't. Uh, you, you're not allowed there anymore. Well, apparently Trump was – I need to follow up on this because I don't know the end of the story. But Trump was trying to just allow them to come back in. Yeah. So he was trying to subvert the sanctions without actually doing anything, you know, through the law, trying to just say, yeah, the, yeah go ahead. You can come the back. The basic in. part of that was he was thinking about giving them back those two compounds with nothing in return. Right. Right. Again, oh, you, why not you just put a elections? fucking scarlet letter on your goddamn giant fucking red tie? <laughs> I mean, for fuck's sake, you are so goddamn guilty. Yeah. I, I mean, not only is he not saying the Russians are doing something bad, but he's just, he's like, oh, yeah, you can have those buildings back. No problem. Like, I, I that's in return for whatever that they did for him, which we still don't know what that was. And I got to say, that was my favorite part about the Comey testimony was when they're like, well, did you have any discussions with the president about Russian interference in the election? He goes, yeah, with President Obama. I had numerous discussions yeah. with him. <laughs> Not with President Trump. He doesn't care. He doesn't ask. Yeah, because he already knows. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know about those compounds. And that is, I mean, everything that I see, you know, it gets increasingly damning. But yeah, as as we know, as he's made it clear throughout his entire, entire existence, Trump only does things quid pro quo. He doesn't just do things out of the kindness of his heart. <laughs> no. Oh, so you're saying they're going to get the compounds back, but it's for something we don't know about. Right. Well, I mean, there has to, I'm saying that, that, that they have to have already done something or you know, there's something going on in the background. He's not just reaching out to countries to improve our international relations. Are you saying that Trump and Putin are on a Skype call? And Putin is waving a VHS tape in front of him. <laughs> and he's like, I want compounds back, comrade. Possibly. That's, that's a yeah, that's a fair analogy. <laughs> Did you see the Oliver Stone interview, by the way? The interview uh, with Putin? I read about it today. I did not see it so yet. He, Wait, with Putin? Yeah, with Putin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Putin made the statement that, you know, we're not, we don't interfere in other nations, you know, internal workings. And then Domestic gives policies, a little bit yeah. of a smirk, like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was surprised. I didn't know how much of a jacktard that um, um, Oliver Stone was. I mean, he was on Colbert talking about how wonderful Putin is and how wonderful it would be nice it would be to have a you know a good working relationship with him and he's not a murderer what do you where did you get that information from did yeah. he really say that was, oh my god yeah I mean listen I well I used to love Oliver Stone and and like an adult I can change my opinion on things I have to throw everything that Oliver Stone has done you know under scrutiny now because of this fucking thing yeah I saw this and I was like this seems like a real pro Putin fucking thing it's like a four-part thing right it's not just one yeah and i'm like yeah he said it was like a two-year type thing that they yeah were and i know and i knew he had to buck up his ass about fucking russia for the most part because and i and i've watched that uh untold history of the united states numerous times and now i have to throw everything i saw on that into fucking question because it is put it through a lens of oliver stone right yeah oh god is there now that you, now that his now that his true agenda is starting <laughs> yeah to Filter to the surface. I mean, and I know he's yeah, done well, a lot of interviews for RT, too. That bothered me, too. Mm. Well, listen. I didn't know that. You know, there's no heroes in this world, except for me. 
I'm going to be starting. I'm <laughs> still working on that party. So you can trust me. I will not do any interviews for RT. I believe you. I believe in you. <laughs> Thanks, Gary. You're my first supporter. Could you donate, please, a little bit? <laughs> All right. Anybody got anything else? Mm-mm. Okay, then the last thing I'm going to say is that if you're in Georgia, you're probably not listening to this, but if you are, vote for John Ossoff. There you go. (laughs) He doesn't play the banjo like that guy in... uh... (laughs) No. (laughs) What was that? What was Giancana? What state was that? Uh, Montana? That sounds right. Yeah, we see the guy who beat people up? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that was Montana. But he was running against the banjo player. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) The folk singer. Uh, All right. I think that's all I got for this week. If anyone has any questions or comments, you can feel free to leave it on our website, ProfaneArgument.com. You can also message us on Twitter at ProfaneArg. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, there are several ways you can support it. You could join Audible by going to AudibleTrial.com slash ProfaneArgument. Or you could leave reviews on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play. I'd also like to encourage you to take a listen, if you're looking for another podcast, to the soon-to-be-named network, soon-to-be-namednetwork.com. You can check out the different shows that are on there. They're all on there. If you want to uh, look at TV, video games, movies, there's probably something you can find that you can listen to. I want to thank you for listening, and until next time, I am Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you, good night, and may your God go with you.